Welcome to the Property Management Show, brought to you by Four and Half Marketing Agency for Property Managers. Today's topic is artificial intelligence and how to properly use it in the world of property management. Our guest is going to go over some key concepts of AI so that property managers can make better technology decisions for their business. That guest is none other than Faison Khan, who is the CEO and founder of LetHub, an AI platform for property management companies. Happy listening! Faison, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Since it's your first time ever um, on the show, can you please let our audience know who you are and what's your relationship to the property management industry? Yeah, thanks for, um, you know, giving me the time um, and the opportunity to share what we're doing. Um, So I'm the founder at LedHub. Um, LedHub is an AI communications platform for rental property managers that sort of automates the communication between renters and landlords and property managers so nobody has to pick up the phone and you know pre-qualify people in book tours so that's all handed by river which is our ai and it sort of is a in a constant learning phase where it improves with time just like humans awesome um yeah so to to start off could you give us just like define AI, define artificial intelligence for us common folk? Sure. Um, so I think it, to put it in a nutshell, because it's a, it's a very complex field and I guess the media, media portrays, it in a, it portrays it in a very different way, uh, but anything that sort of automates um, any kind of task that humans uh, perform um, in a more faster way um, or better way, that is sort of can be considered in technology as um, artificial intelligence. So if we're talking about different different stages of AI, what are some of those? So uh, again, it's very complex. There are seven different um, different stages of AI, but we can sort of to to put it in simple terms, we can sort of classify and into three stages. So there's narrow AI, and then there's general AI, and then there's super intelligent. Narrow AI is something that um, that has very limited sort of memory, and that can sort of, sort of outperform humans in some robotic tasks. And and then general AI. General AI, I would say, is just your general intelligence AI, which is not um, really good these days. It's, we're not there yet. It's something that understands um, a lot of the things that, um, that we do in, in, in everyday life. So a domain-specific AI would only understand a few things that they're really good with. A general AI just understands everything that uh, because it learns really fast. And then the last one is super intelligent. That's the AI that produces other AIs. The bot that can make other bots. That's going to take over the world. That's yeah. Like, yeah. If you've seen the Avenger movies, that's what we're talking yeah. about, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, And so given that general AI is where we are right now, and even then we haven't even mastered it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. What 
kinds of applications of AI can we see in the property management industry? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Any task that is very, um, in a way you can automate it, that can definitely be done by AI because any in any format or any way, if you can train a machine to do a certain job, then that is, um, you can implement AI in that piece. So an example is, um, if you don't really want to communicate with renters, um, and there's a pattern to you communicating with renters, that pattern can be picked up by, by the AI and then sort of it mimics what you would do. It's as simple as a bot um, or it could be a smarter bot that could uh, respond to inquiries or just like share information that you would. There's mm-hmm. different levels to it. So an example, another example would be you can just tell people to do uh, um, a few steps, like complete a few steps uh-huh. and then and that's like a, a simple bot. But then you can also build something conversational that actually understands how you how you type or how you chat with people. It uh, it learns your style. So that's wow. one one yeah. So it's like so when it I'm, learns your style. So if yeah, I'm a slow for, typer, it can mimic like that slow typing. Or or if you say like every five minutes, like, <laughs> like me, it's gonna probably put a bunch of likes and a bunch of hellas in there somewhere and smiley yeah. faces. <laughs> if you're a yeah. super smiley face writer, a concept like this is really intriguing to me um, when yeah. I think of not necessarily like the day-to-day operations of a property management business, but if you can have a, a BDM or a salesperson not having to write their own emails to follow up with a person. Like how cool is that? Or if you have a chat box on your website that can act like it is a salesperson, but be AI that would obviously save time, but give you more time to spend on other things like face to face things. I just think, yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's where, what we're trying to do as well. Right. So we're trying to cut that time that, it's just like, if you look at an average property management shop, they get hundreds of emails, right? So if they have yeah. 10 vacant properties, on average, they get 10 to 15 emails a day. So their leasing team is, has 150, 300 emails um, inbox. And then if they spend a couple of minutes for every email, they're spending like hours. Once um, someone has like, you know, found the place, um and then now they're they've moved in i think uh, a lot of companies are doing it but ai can also sort of be used in terms of uh, lowering your uh, your bills right your utility bills um whether it's your, your internet bills or any kind of other things that you think are too high uh ai can sort of uh only switch it on and off when you're using it just by learning by uh, your habits. When we talk about AI for property management, um, the first thing, well, the only thing that comes to mind in terms of application would be the chatbot, right? Because we've seen Mm -hmm. a surge of all these chatbots in the industry. And um, so your 
you're saying that like, yeah, that's definitely a low hanging fruit, but then there are other applications of AI within the industry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think in terms of chatbots specifically talking, there's different types. Um, we're talking about rule-based chatbots that are just, you, you, you feed them a bunch of information. It's specifically just like a form, but in a chat format. And then there's, um, bunch of hybrid, uh, I guess, hi- I don't know, hybrid is the right, right word, but that's the word comes comes to my mind. Um, there's there's a few uh, hybrid bots that use both um, like a combination of a rule-based approach and uh, some pre-made questions that can be answered. Mm-hmm. So it, I can go inside and feed some questions into the bot that I think talking about uh, renters would ask Mm -hmm. and then there's the true ai approach which is where we're what we're trying to um we have been trying to do with river our ai as well is is whenever there's a an opportunity to learn about what people are asking it will be um taught to the ai in a very supervised fashion so uh, in simple terms, what that means is if I say, hey, um, are pets allowed or something mm-hmm. like that? And then, you know, there's a response is no pets are not allowed in this apartment building or whatever. But then I, as a human, I'll just say, hey, will a small dog be okay? Like, you know, just to see if it, if it would respond. Then the 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 second question is based on the first question which is called uh-huh. context building so you as a human would understand that but um but a dumb bot or a rule based bot would not understand that but a mach- a bot that is built on ai would understand that the previous question or the previous statement is sort of based on the um so the next, sorry, the next statement is based on the previous question. <clears throat> it will learn with time. Well, you whether you, it would um, understand uh, the difference between a discount and an offer. It would understand any kind of marketing material that you're trying to push, so that mm-hmm. it can push to people. And it would understand differences between uh, different synonyms. Um, sometimes you know when you type something wrong on Google, it says, "Do you mean?" Right. You know, when it's a, it, the, the reason it says that because it knows that this type of mistake is done by other humans as well. And those humans clicked on this particular link. They meant this thing. It's the more renters interact with it, the better it gets, the more, the better it will respond. And um, I guess improve with time. So basically, there are like two layers that you're talking about, right? The first is like you can automate like the, the question and answer portion of communication with mm-hmm. renters. So if they mm-hmm. ask legit the question, are pets allowed in this address? You know, um, a simple bot, you can automate the answer to, you know, if it anywhere says pets allowed, then the bot knows to say no pets allowed or like, yes, pets are allowed up to like this. Way. It's almost like a script. Yeah. But um, the second layer is if you, um, so that automation is like the, the base layer, right? And then the second layer is if you have like a machine learning component, if I mm-hmm. were to ask the question as like, I have a pit bull, is that cool? Then yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, um, an automated like question and answer technology wouldn't understand I'm asking about a pet because I never said pet. Didn't say pet yeah. people, um, but yeah. a machine learning type of technology yeah. would understand like, oh, this con the, the context is like this person has a pet and wants to know if pets are allowed. So, um, yes. yep. but like if you're saying that, um, if you're saying that it's um, it's like learning right from a set of data. Like, who's in charge of pulling that data? Does it just like do you have to feed it the data or do you like just you know put it in your software and it like just learns everything you've ever sent in the past five years like how does it work <laughs> there's two ways there's supervised learning and then there's um sort of self-learning just like how uh tesla is tesla is self-learning right so if you if you're driving a tesla if you crash it it's gonna learn that in the next time i'm not gonna do that so that's self-learning supervised learning is I feed the data to the AI and I would either crowdsource it or my team would do it. We will tell the, um, the AI that, yes, this is a particular object or a question or it means this. Let's say if you look at a guitar and a ukulele and then uh, the AI cannot understand if it what's a guitar because it pretty much looks the same. It's the size that's different. So the AI would ask me, hey, is this a guitar? Yes or no? I'll say no. Is this a guitar? Yes. So when I say yes, it will associate that yes with that particular instrument, if that makes sense. It's interesting, the, the self-learning versus, um, what did you call it? Controlled supervised. learning? Super, supervised. supervised learning. Supervised I feel learning, like... Yeah. Especially in our industry, I mean, I mean, it sounds like supervised learning, at least right now, is the the, the way to go, especially for property management. Because, um, like, when it comes to fair housing and things like that, I feel like if you have yeah. self learning AI, it could just learn to give the answers that the people want, <laughs> or yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It could go rogue. Any, anything, anything like that. Yeah. So I feel like the self-learning would be super beneficial. It's like, is, yeah. is this a pet? Is this a dog that's allowed? Like, I really like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think to your point about uh, pre-qualification, it has to be very customized. And then that's, it, it cannot, it, it, like we could have built it in a way where we just don't let you put the questions in. We're just going to ask, we let the AI ask the questions, mm -hmm. but the problem with that is if it's if it's self-learning, then it will only ask questions that it thinks is uh, helps you make decision better, and then it will disqualify people who are who it thinks did not qualify in the past. If you know what I mean, like yeah. it, it will recognize yeah. patterns that mm -hmm. you only like a certain kind of people and then the human rights problem comes in and it will only yeah. qualify people who are within that criteria. Right. And that, that, that is scary. And that's why it needs to be a bit like there's a, there's a human element involved where you set your criteria first. You, you want to ask these questions. You just tell the AI to ask these questions and don't let the AI ask questions because it will ask some strange questions. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, especially when we're talking about law, right? Especially for fair housing. Yeah. Um, fair housing um, regulation, fair housing law, it's created by humans, right? And so yeah. a lot of times there are um, sections there that's kind of up to interpretation. And as human beings, yeah. there's this concept of following the spirit of the law. And um, it's kind of mm-hmm. scary to trust a machine to like know what the spirit yeah. of the law is. Um, I'm not sure if we're there yeah. yet. Uh, yeah. and so I feel like uh, it, it does make sense that for the property management industry, um, a company that has AI in their company needs to make sure that the owners or the operators have the rain, are holding the reins of the yeah. machine. Um, and yeah, so, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so wouldn't you say that like on one hand, um, you are like automating things to make things better, but the fact that someone always has to have their hands on the rein is still mm-hmm. work. So like, doesn't it just cancel yeah. out? Because now this person who used to be able to just answer the questions of the renters and everything now has to learn a new way of working, which is like figuring out how to, you know, interact with this machine and make sure it's not saying weird stuff to the renters. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about other other ones but ours are ours is very simple like you just set it and you forget it there's no involvement of the of the staff to teach anything to it mm-hmm. it's already sort of trained so if there's any involvement of training in ai i would advise people not that to, to have a deep look into it because it's not ai then because it's so it's else. not if, if we're talking about AI um, and supervised learning, it wouldn't be like if we're talking about a property management company, it's not like the property manager or the leasing agent or whoever is supervising that, that learning. They're creating, they might provide the list of initial criteria, but the company that um, is the AI is the one that's going to be controlling and supervising it a little bit more. I think that's kind of what you're referring to Marie, right? Yeah. Yeah, essentially, yes. Because okay. if you have to do the job, then why are you, like, you're essentially crowdsourced. Like, it doesn't make sense for a property company to mm-hmm. to super, like, train it. It's, it has to come, like, pre-trained. In yeah. A, so you need to partner box. with a company that understands the property management industry that can help continue, yeah, can pre-train their machine so you don't have to worry about all of it. I mean, that makes sense. If, if a property management company were to use, um, you know, AI for the, um, the process of selecting tenants, like, um, Mm -hmm. how, like, how does it work? Like, when does the gut feel come? Like, does it just pre-screen and like, give the human being a short list of like the pre-qualified renters? And then the, the property management company um, team members just never see like the rest of the applications, like um, at what point mm-hmm. does the human element come back in? Because mm-hmm. right now um, in a traditional property management company, it's all like the human connection. And so when you insert the yeah. machine, like how much of it can be taken over by a machine um, and how much of it stays through the human being? Right. I think what the AI should do is speed up the process. Any AI that can speed up the process of questions, booking a tour, and get people to the door, that's what it should be doing. The goal is to 
take in as many leads as you can, pre-qualify them, and just get the best people to the door. Now, the ones who get disqualified, the ones that you were talking about, they never get to see them. I think they should get to see them because every a person who has a certain credit score or a certain budget or if they like pets and you know they couldn't find pets, they, those people should then be kept in your database whatever and then be contacted whenever something matching uh, their criteria is sort of available and i think that's the part where it's going to be easily automated without ai we don't even need ai for that if you have a database and if you have a matching criteria and if you have some sort of tech person in your team ask them to build a matching platform and send out an email saying hey we have a new um, apartment available it has pets and it's within your budget please book a tour and it should be just yeah so again we're not taking or anything we're speeding up the process and a lot of these leads that are after hours or, or on weekends and when you don't have staff or you have to hire a virtual assistant mm-hmm. um ai can definitely um do that what about the you know it's Obviously, depending on uh, your communication style or maybe the generation you're part of um, or maybe the technology itself, it's like I, I don't like talking to people on the phone. I definitely just want to like submit a form or fill out whatever. Um, but then yeah. you have this frustration with like there are frustrations with chat boxes or um, automated phone systems, things like that that um, probably give AI a bad rep, maybe. There are um, just other platforms out there that use the system. And like you talked about earlier, um, they don't understand the questions that you're asking. And I feel like that's a lot of people's experience with these types of automations. So how do we, yeah. how do we move on from that type of perception um, to actually get people excited about these types of tools. Yeah, I think in the next five years, you'll see a lot of improvement in this sector. The unfortunate thing about AI is that uh, not just in property management, but in other part, other other sort of industries, uh, AI has been. Like there's no true, like there was never an actual true AI built by startups. I, maybe I shouldn't, shouldn't say never, but very unlikely, I should, I should say. A lot of it is just used, like it's, it's like tech jargon or like some kind of jargon to get customers excited. And then once they signed up, they were disappointed. Um, and that is what's caused, it's sort of harming companies who are actually doing who are, who who's actually just working on making that thing happen. Yeah. Um and that's just unfortunate. So it's misrepresentation it's, in the past a little bit like as yeah. a marketing tactic probably like oh we have AI but really they're just calling it AI to make it seem more appealing. Yeah. Yeah, because AI is like it's so vast that you can implement a simple step in your in your, in your code in your tech stack Mm -hmm. and you can call it ai because there's some small element of ai that that is involved i can give you an example 
if I send you, uh, if I if I type a sentence saying that, um, saying, hey, hi, hey, can I have a, I can have a pizza with fries. I can train any kind, uh, like a, a good coder or a decent coder can train uh, the engine or any engine to understand that someone's asking for a pizza with fries. Um, and then they can call it AI. But what happens is a smart AI would be, do you want pizza with fries as a side or fries on top? Right. So now it comes a part where you're like, okay, now this is a smart this. Yeah, now we're talking, right? Same thing with any other thing. I'm just I was just trying to give you an example that would make sense. But yeah, no, I mean, that, that totally makes to- sense because it's it's going back to what you said about making it a conversation instead of just like mm-hmm. a, an yeah. auto response because a lot of these systems do kind of feel like a copied and pasted response that might not really be the answer I was looking for or the guidance I was looking for. So to have it provide a response actually in context. Yeah. Very few AIs have actually passed the turning Turing test. What that means is that you'll be unable to tell if it's a human or a bot. We're we're not there yet. So it's always going to feel a bit robotic, but, and I'll be honest with you, even river feels robotic, but, um, it does the job, right? As long as it does the job and answers those questions, it's good enough for, for the property management right. industry. Yeah, it's an exciting time yeah. for the property management industry because there is a lot of attention now in this industry that used to be kind of like set aside, right? And so now there's like mm-hmm. new technologies coming in, um, you know, and AI is here. Um, it's not there yet, yeah. but it, it is starting. And so to your yeah. point, right? Like, because AI is so vast, um, it's hard to wrap your head around it, which is why we have you here to kind of like <laughs> help our listeners and help us understand mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. what does make sense in terms of AI for the industry and yeah. kind of like, yeah. like you mentioned, it's like a life cycle. There's infancy and then preteen, you know, adolescence yeah. and so on yeah. so forth. And yeah. like you said, you can call a thing AI, but it can be like the embryo type of AI mm-hmm. versus, you know, a yeah. preteen AI. Um, and that I yeah. feel like the lesson here is that um, if a property management company owner is looking t- for some kind of AI solution for the company to really do their research, right? And make sure they know what they're going to get and that it actually matches the need for the company. Yeah. And understand that it's yeah. not going to be perfect or 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And at the end of the day, if it does your, if it does the job, whether if it's AI or not AI, uh, if it's saving your team four hours a day, and if it's driving those vac- vacancy rates down, um, you should definitely look into it rather than staying away. Like, try it, test it, see if it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But um, there's different ways around making it work. And I, I think there's this is going to be the new sort of the new wave of technology and property management. You know, maintenance is another um, big area in property management that could benefit from implementation of AI. But 
you cannot give it solely to AI, very similar yeah. to the leasing process, right? There's still a human element because I can totally see a situation where if it's all text-based and the tenant goes like, hey, my heater's broken and the AI is like, oh, yeah. heater's broken. Let me let me send you know the, the HVAC person or the heating person. And then turns out it's the water heater. Like then it's you the just heater, yeah. oh. versus. <laughs> but a photo <laughs> yeah. would be like, you know, but a, a more intelligent kind of system would ask follow-up questions like, hey, is it your heating like air or yeah. is it your water? Um, and actually it could be, uh, yeah. It, and, you know, all that information needs to be learned by the AI. And it's, it's going to take at least a million to two million data points. What I mean, it means is that you need to train it to understand those things. And two million data points is... It's, it takes a lot of time. I think that's... <laughs> yeah, it's a it, lot. It, it, yeah, it's going to take some time for someone to do it. Maybe we'll be the, we'll be the ones to do it. I, I don't know. But if it's a high demand and people keep emailing me, then I'm happy to dedicate a team member to, to work on that one. Yeah. Well, um, Faison, do you have any other like final pieces of information that you think are really important to mention that you want to share with our viewers, listeners? Just my general um, advice to people is that don't be scared of AI. I think it, the, the media has sort of overplayed it. Um, there's <clears throat> multiple different applications of AI and, um, and it's not taking over anything. It's just in the, at the end of the day, it's helping you be better at your business. It's a simple tool that works like a human would do and it's um and it learns like a human does so yeah i would recommend people you know reading more about it and how what sort of companies are out there they're trying to help you be more efficient and be more profitable right at the end of the day everyone wants to be profitable and keep their owners happy and there's tons of smarter ways to do that rather than just like doing it manually yeah sorry that, that's sort of my message people cool well, thank you so much for, for joining us. Marie, did you have anything else that you wanted to, to say? No, uh, I'm good. I think I've asked all my questions. Cool. Yeah, no, thank All right, thank you. Thanks for your time. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, amazing questions. I love talking about AI. So, yeah, happy to, uh, happy to um, you know, uh, share more information in the future if you guys want. And, cool. Yeah.